0: Starfighter. You have been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Zur and the Kodan Armada. Yeah, yeah. Get ready, prepare for off.
1: Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the music. Everybody have fun tonight.
2: Everybody Wang Chung tonight. <laughs> the movies.
0: I'll have what she's having. And the parties. No one in my family ever drinks.
2: That's great. You've probably never run out of ice your whole life. Because just
1: like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's
0: not 1985 right now,
2: but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Oh, yeah, going back to the Spears lair to watch The Last Starfighter. That's ought to pet the old boy up. Mm. All right. Spearsy, are you doing what I think you're doing? Mm-mm. How many have you had so far? Mm-mm. That's almost a record. I got to call Jonesy. Jonesy, get over here. Spearsy's going to bust the record. Bring Hayes with you. Just hang on there, Spearsy. Help is on the way.
1: Okay, okay, I'm here. What's going on? Look at this. Look at this, guys. He's a champion.
2: This is what you brought me here for?
1: Spearsy, you doing okay? Uh, approaching command ship. Entering kill zone. No, no, you're almost there. You're almost there. Ugh,
2: smells awful in here. You know, I kind of like it. Jesus, what the hell are those? Did you listen to our last podcast? These are baloney boats!
0: You know, this is why I'm not stuck in the 80s.
1: Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com, and today... We honor 1984's The Last Starfighter.
0: You still want to go and miss all the excitement?
1: And with me, as always, has been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Zur and the Kodan Armada. I give you Sean Daly.
2: Ooh, I got all tingly when you said that. Greetings. I'm so jacked. I'm jacked, baby, for this show. I can't wait. It'll be a slaughter. That's the spirit? No, my slaughter. Here's the idea behind this show. It's been a weird couple of weeks, almost a month now in Stuck in the 80s land, and we wanted to come back with a show that was totally geeked out, fanboyish, pure fun. And we said, what movie can we do? And what did you say?
1: The Last Starfighter.
2: That's right. The two most interesting things about you, Spearsy, and I've said (laughs) this before, all right? The two most interesting things about you are, one, you're a football referee. Yeah, true. I I find that in, <laughs> intensely interesting. I do. And you Most know people that.
1: don't. Most people don't. Most people find like, that. you
2: know you know the entire football uh, rule book. But also is that you're a giant uh, sci-fi nerd, and I'm not necessarily a nerd, which I which is interesting because I still love this movie, and we'll get into that in a second. But I wanted you to be in your comfort zone, baby. You're Babe Ruth. You're the Babe Ruth of the podcast world. Lock eyes with me. Lock eyes with me. Let's do it. Nuck
1: nuck. <laughs> Last Starfighter is something that we've been joking around with for years now. We always said... Decades uh, even. Yeah. We always said that uh, one of these days when it was another sausage hang show, that uh, we would talk about the ultimate sausage hang movie, which it really isn't. But only two sausages would sit (laughs) in a room... (laughs) Two baloney boats. Yeah. And talk about The Last Starfighter.
2: We, uh, yesterday, just to to brush up, we both own... Pristine copies of The Last Starfighter. Special
1: edition. Special
2: edition. Um, and, but yesterday, we, we holed up in a conference room in the St. Pete Times, and we, we really got close. You almost snuggled around your computer. We watched this movie again, which is fantastic. Let's tell the people who haven't seen it, who have really missed out a little bit what it's about. 1984.
1: Right. 1984. Uh, this little fine film comes out. It is about a boy named Alex Rogan. Alex,
2: great Alex Rogan, played by Lance Guest.
1: Who is living in a trailer park somewhere in the desert?
2: Yeah, I imagine it's like the California uh, desert, yeah, Palm Springsy. Yeah. yeah, but not nice Palm Springs. Not important. It's
1: like- not important where it could be anywhere. That's the whole point. <gasps> that's the oh. that's the point. And, and he aspires to more in life. He aspires to get out of this little flea bitten trailer park. He aspires to go to a real college, college. But his
2: mom's dirt poor.
1: Yeah, they're all dirt poor. She works
2: she working a supermarket. or Yeah,
1: something like that, like diner or something like that. She's a waitress, and uh, so he's trying to get a loan from a, from a bank so he can get out of town. And break out of this place. And um, as uh, has tended to happen in life, things don't always work out the way you see it. He gets turned down for the loan.
2: Yeah. But his greatest strength, his two greatest strengths, I'd say, are he has a great girlfriend played yeah. by um, Catherine Mary Stewart. Right. Who is really hot. Very hot. the kind of a girl next door-ish, which we'll get to in a bit. And he's also great at video games. Correct. Including and th- a game called Starfighter.
1: Right. And so the point is that uh, when life's got him down, what does he use to escape?
2: Uh, porn. Oh, no. <laughs> That's Sorry. That's the last bone photo. Alex Rogan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not Sean Daly.
2: The <laughs> last porn star fighter. Yeah. No, yeah. He goes to the video game, and then one day he's really, really furious because his girlfriend has gone to the lake with friends, and he has to like make ends meet by working at the trailer park where he lives. So people are his friends are off gallivanting, and he's got to stay there. He misses all the fun. She comes home with another dude. Uh, and he's furious, so he goes to the video game and starts to play, and what happens?
0: Alex, look! Oh
2: my god, what's that?
0: 900,000! 900,000! You gonna bust the record! You yeah. got him? Oh, he's gonna get that one! Come on! You can do it! Oh, this! Oh, this! What are you yelling about? What's wrong? Come on! Come
2: on! He's gonna bust a little! Hurry! Hurry! Everyone, stand
0: back! Don't crowd him! I back! not I can't stand back! Yeah, That's the one, that's the one
1: we want. Classic clip.
2: Classic clip there. Very exciting. Uh, Hence our baloney boat homage (laughs) to that. Um, So salty. And then, so anyway, uh, that night he finds out he's not going to college. He didn't get the loan. His girlfriend, things are going bad. Things aren't going well for Alex Rogan when all of a sudden this space shuttle. A car. Which looks like a Chevy Caprice with like silver paint on it. Special effects are a little. uh, With uh, a little
1: buddy guy named Centauri. Who offers him, who, who is looking for the record breaker.
2: Played by the great
1: Robert Preston.
2: Oh, I love
1: Robert takes Preston. Takes Alex Rogan to the faraway planet of uh, Rylos.
2: Yes, I love it when you talk science. Rylos.
1: Uh, where he is recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Zor and the Kodan Armada. I'm
2: so turned on right now.
1: And, um, so if you were
2: in a, a football referee costume right now talking... Uh, oh, I'd be so hot right head, now, that polyester.
1: Oh man, be I'd be like, sweating uh, even uh, more than I am. Yeah. But the whole point is that basically the video game becomes the movie. Right. And right. there's a lot of themes that run through this movie, and that's kind of what, in our mind, makes it appealing. And the number one theme probably is this idea... Of uh, leaving your comfort zone behind, taking a chance, wanting something you can't seem to have, and then getting something beyond your wildest dreams. There you
2: go. It also rewards uh, an unappreciated skill. Back to sleep, Lewis, or I'm telling mom about your Playboys. Are
1: uh, we still talking about porn?
2: <laughs> Masturbation, actually. No, I mean, that's the whole thing. When you're a kid, you know, you like these, you know, it, it, it taps into our, our, our childlike wonder our childlike responsibilities. Like, here he is. He's good at the video game, and he's rewarded for that. No one's ever rewarded for being good at video games. Yeah. You know. So, yeah, obviously, we both feel strongly about this movie, and when we were watching it in these closed quarters, almost intertwined with each other, you were getting rather emotional, Spearsy. Yeah. That's the third thing I like about you. <laughs> you were getting that. a little more emotional. Now, were you seeing parallels to your life and The Last Starfighter?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think to some degree what makes this movie work is that it could happen to any one of us. And so I think a lot of people, when they see this movie, they seize upon part of it and they see it as their own life. And uh, probably for me, it's this idea, that especially the end of the movie, where you know, he, he takes a chance and he goes to Rylos and they want him to stay and they want him to rebuild. I sound so earnest. I'm talking about sci-fi stuff. I said, no, that's right.
2: "I love this. I love this about." They
1: want you. him to stay, and they want him to rebuild the, you know, the fighter squadron to defend the frontier. But what he wants most of any, most of all is to, to have his girlfriend with him. Right. So he goes back to Earth and asks Don't her. Give away for the people who haven't seen it. And uh, asks her to come and you know.
2: You were very tense at that part, even though you had seen this many times. We're not going to tell you what happens. It's a bit of a shock. You know, and he yeah. wants her to go back. But you were obviously, and then you would. Here's the thing about when you watch a movie, Spearsy, it's like you're, uh, it's like Thanksgiving dinner for you, all right? And you're like, you're like picking apart the, the, the turkey and the, 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 the sweebles, as I call them, the onions. I Maybe mean, that's a daily thing. Do you that's eat sweebles? That's definitely a daily <laughs> you thing. You eat sweebles? No. Sweebles, they're delicious. It's a good part of everybody's Thanksgiving, is it not? No. Anyway, you watch this movie and you really like every part. You're really interesting to watch. Like you really get into movies. This is why you're, uh, uh, you know, a buff for this stuff, and you pick apart every line and everything. It's really kind of interesting to watch. Where I'm more style over substance, right?
1: Obviously, you were you were going on and on about him stealing from Uh, Spielberg uh, and George Lucas. Not stealing. Be
2: be careful with that. Honoring, honoring, honoring homage. Now it was an homage a year after, but it's a beautifully shot film. Okay, it was one of the first to use full CGI special effects. And I want to say Atari was behind some of those. Could have been. Uh, and the special effects these days they look pretty cheeseball. But you know the um, Nick Castle who directed the movie. I mean, God, these you got to see this in letterboxed form. See now I'm nerding out about the style parts. But don't you think it's a beautifully yeah. shot movie? Yeah. And the lighting is fantastic. And so here I was. I grew up. You know, it. it I mean. I don't want to say it bites from Close Encounters and E.T., but there are obvious visual cues that he got from Spielberg, but everybody was kind of getting these.
1: Right. And, and when you, if you ever get the special edition, if you ever rent it or if you, if you buy it, um, there's a director's commentary by Nick Castle where he talks about the idea that it's hard to do a movie like this about video games in outer space in the 80s and not sound like Spielberg and Lucas. And they, they insist that they intentionally tried to stay away from it but, you know, behind every corner, when you do a movie like that, there's Spielberg and Lucas. And it almost kind of, they said, it just shows you how good they were, that you can't talk about these things right. and not talk about them. One of the th- interesting things, too, was that this movie was supposed to be set in the suburbs. It wasn't. And one, the, the main reason they moved it? Because that would have been too Spielbergian.
2: Right. Um that said, I mean these kind of the, the, the close-ups, the sweeping close, dramatic close-ups of uh, players that Spielberg always has. The um, the filming of Americana. Uh, the there's a pivotal scene when Alex is in his bedroom and he looks up and there's a, a model of the solar system. Yeah, you know, which is basically right from ET. You know, the mailboxes from Close Encounters. But again, I'm not ripping on it. But it would have been better if they said, you know, this is a total nod to that.
1: You know, the more I've been thinking about this whole um, looking up at the little model of the solar system, and throughout Alex Rogan's room, there's posters of uh, Tropical Island and Paris yeah. and all these places that he, where he's not. And it's got some underlying 80s themes there, especially early 80s themes. And that's just this whole, um, you know, believe in yourself, believe in your dreams kind of a mentality that, that was so popular back then. And it's so frowned upon now. I mean, you can't make a movie like this and have people think it isn't like High School Musical Six. I mean, this is too earnest. It's too earnest. This was, it is a distinctively 80s flavored movie. And there's nothing hokey when you see Alex Rogan stare at a model of the solar system and you could just see this heartbreak just dripping out of his, you know. I always call it like, it's like
2: anywhere but here. Yeah. You know, we all feel that way. Anywhere but here.
1: He's in love with somebody. A, a, you know, wonderful woman that he wants to take with him and he can't, you know, a lot of us can feel an emotional connection to that. He's stuck in a, a, a trailer park that he can't seem to get out of. You know, he's got responsibilities that uh, he does, even though he knows they're holding him back. I mean, it's it's a heartbreaking movie. And people who kind of write this movie off as being sci-fi, just they aren't seeing the full picture. No, I'm not even a huge sci-fi
2: fan. I even—I'll tell you what. What did I say the other day? What parts do I like best about this movie? The Earth scenes. The Earth scenes. Absolutely. When it's in the trailer park and it's teasing. It's kind of like the foreplay. I like it a lot better than when he goes up and starts shooting aliens. Yeah, yeah. A lot better because it's like you know, that's where I—that's my entry point to this. What's wrong?
0: Well, I guess it just hit me. You really are leaving here, aren't you? Of course I'm leaving here. We're both going to leave here. Both of us, Alex? Yeah. We we, we talked about this.
1: When I get to school, I'm going to find a place and I'm going to come back and get you.
0: Well, what about Granny?
1: Granny? Truth is, you're scared of leaving this trailer park.
0: I'm not scared of leaving this trailer park, Alex. Hey,
1: listen. Whatever happens, it's you and me forever, right? Right. Let's talk a second about the actors, because for the most part, we don't see these people very much after this movie. Uh, Alex Rogan is played by Lance Guest, and Lance Guest would go on to do one of the Jaws movies. And I oh think god, he was Jaws uh, the Revenge four. Yeah, I think. The Revenge. <laughs> oh no! He goes on. He's still working today as an actor. Still has a lot of um, TV roles, stuff like that. Um, He was recruited for this movie, uh, the directors say, because he had a Jimmy Stewart quality. The everyman quality. Exactly. That he had big ideas, but never gets to do them. He is an 80s version of Jimmy Stewart. Maggie is played by... Catherine Mary Stewart. Who we will see again in the 80s in Night of the Comet.
2: Zombie movie. Yeah. Yeah. She's got great games.
1: She looks... She is... Her
2: eyes. Oh.
1: Well, you said it earlier, and I think we want to go into a little bit more here. She is the girl next door.
2: You and I want to do a show. I've been bugging you for how long to do a show. Everyone's always talking about Jake Ryan, Lloyd Dobler. I want to do the show on my girls next door of the 80s. Yeah. You know? She would be one. Bess Armstrong. You know, I love Bess Armstrong. And then our ultimate girl of the 80s, Annabeth Gish.
1: Right. What about yeah. Deborah Foreman? She's too hot. She's too hot. Is there, uh... Yeah,
2: she's too hot. Like, she's almost like a... I don't know. She's up on a pedestal,
1: you know? I guess. God. I guess. Yeah, she's
2: kind of sexy, dude.
1: Yeah, you're right. You'll Annabeth see that Gish, soon enough Gish. when you go
2: out and have your personal yoga Sometime
1: session. before the summer ends, sometime before the green moon of Rylos is eclipsed, I will go to L.A. and I will have my uh, Pilates session with Deborah Foreman. This year? Hopefully before the summer is over. Really? That's my plan.
2: You don't tell me anything anymore.
1: I try to. We're
2: estranged. Yeah. Anyway, but, but yeah, she's a great uh, great girl. She's a great actress, too.
1: She is. Now, this movie would die without the, the participation of one Robert Preston. Ugh.
2: Harold uh, Hill from The Music Man. Yeah. Uh, my whole life is modeled after the quick-lipped energy,
1: panache, joie de vivre. You are a modern-day Robert Preston. I
2: am. I am. Look at me, baby. Play a little. My favorite part of the movie is when uh, he first meets Robert Preston, and Robert Preston is giving him... The, the, the hard sell. He's giving the sell job about why Alex wants to go and, and he should be a starfighter. Can we play a little bit of that? I, this is how I sound every morning when I'm trying to pep you up. Let's play it.
0: I must congratulate you on your virtuoso performance, my boy. Centauri is impressed. I've seen him come and I've seen him go, but you're the best, my boy. Dazzling. Light years ahead of the competition, which is why Centauri is here. He's got a little proposition for you. Are you interested?
1: The great Robert Preston, this would actually be his last big screen uh, performance before he was to die. He was recruited for this movie um, because the director said he wanted the music man in outer space. There you go. And so basically he plays his most famous role.
2: The lovable con man. That's me.
1: (laughs) That is you. (laughs) The lovable con man. so sad. There is a lot of talk that this is kind of like a musical without the music. So much so that, of course, this did see some life as a uh, Broadway musical at one point. Not a Broadway musical, it was off Broadway. Not- Probably off. <laughs> off
2: <so I laughs> like, way, like Hoboken. Oh, yeah. That's how off Broadway yeah, so was. Yeah, it's off
1: across the river. But uh, if you look, if you watch this movie, and you, you can just imagine the characters breaking the song at points.
2: I'm not here for cigarettes or bubblegum, my boy. I love that.
1: Man. Yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, we asked Steve uh, Prasol. The esteemed, the great Steve Prasal film critic here at the St. Petersburg Times. We asked him what he thought about this movie, and to be honest, I was prepared to get an earful of uh,
2: invective, condescension, yeah,
1: truculent, standoffish comedy. <laughs> I mean, he is—he's uh, not—he's not a big '80s lover, but here's what uh, Steve Prassal had to say about the last Starfighter.
0: Well, you know, I always really enjoyed The Last Starfighter. You know, to me, that was one of the best of the post-Star Wars rip-offs. You know, they say that, that uh, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, but especially in Hollywood where you try to sort of mimic a hit. After Star Wars, you had a lot of shows that came out that wanted to go into outer space, wanted to have the battles going on. And this one, even though it's almost... I mean, George Lucas might have sued them for stealing some of their ideas, but, uh, you know, it, it had that kind of action to it. Well, yeah, I also like the idea that it um, uh, it was like one of the first video game movies. I mean, Tron had come out about the same time, but that was a video game. Uh, with this, it sort of like gave a reason for why video games exist. You know, you, uh, Roger Ebert said in his review, he always wondered where these things came from. Well, it makes sense that aliens would drop them down here and, and use them as, as training tools to find out who the next starfighter can be. Uh, so it's, it, it had that goofy type of angle that sort of brought it real, made it real for, uh, for kids who were playing games at that time. The great Steve
1: Brassall, and I'm happy to say he will be here on our next show because Sean will be out of town. But Steve Persol is coming in, especially to do our show on musicians turned actors Uh, in the 80s. So we're talking Prince and Bowie and Cher. That's almost too big, that show. It's not too big. Madonna. Madonna.
2: It sucks. That's going to be uh, number one show of all time, I bet. And I won't even be here. I'm going to Cooperstown, baby.
1: Yeah. That's that's a town stuck in the 1880s. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, That's
2: going to be a great show.
1: You know, as much as uh, this is a great movie, I gotta admit, I have some problems with it. All
2: right, so we're watching. I gotta tell you guys this. This is all, this is what happens when you watch a movie with Spears. It's fun, because he's got this, you know, like I said, this real appreciation. Even for, like, I've watched crap movies with you, like Short Circuit 6, and you're still like, you're trying to savor what you can from it. And yet you also find these loopholes that I- I- I'm like, what? I'm just enjoying the movie. And you're like busting on the sci-fi conventions or, you know, uh, tremors in the the space-time continuum. Yeah. So I asked you to put down your list of bizarro sci-fi gripes. Yeah. With uh, The Last Starfighter. Yeah,
1: I've got some. Okay. Um, Number five. Number one, why do the women have bald spots on (laughs) Rylus? Cares. I don't like that. It's not sexy.
2: What you loved in the Star Trek movie? What was her name? Persis Kembata, or something like that. The bald. <laughs> are you talking the of? bald woman from the first Star Trek?
1: Oh, nobody likes the bald woman from the first Star Trek. You She's loved cold. her. She's so cold.
2: I had no problems with the women being bald. They on, look like on Larry David. <laughs> David.
1: They look. They all look like Larry. It's an I entire think it's like planet. You kind
2: of have a thing for, you know, chicks and like like you want the aliens to be hot. I, I Do you don't... have alien fetish, would you say? No. And no. your little uh, trunk of tricks back at your place, is there like some sort of weird, you have the, the girls dr- <laughs> wear like an alien
1: mask? The director's cut from Battlefield <laughs> Earth. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> no, um, I, I don't like uh, that the women look like Larry David.
2: Okay, you don't like the bald women of Rylos. What's your next gripe? Number
1: four. Centauri, Alex Rogan's new best friend, takes him halfway across the universe... To Rylos, jumps out of the car and takes off. We don't see him again for another 15 minutes.
2: This is our relationship you're talking about. Yeah, it? this is when I, go, when I come to you Centauri. and I want to talk about my You're personal Alex Rogan, I'm
1: Centauri. Exactly.
2: This is what I love about you. You have such a big heart, though. You do. You're a big hearted guy. You got your issues, you know, you're not pure, but that you love the character Centauri so much and you have like totally identified with Alex Rogan that you don't want him to leave you. You feel like you've been abandoned on Rylos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. This is great. All right, what's your next gripe about The Last Starfighter? Number
1: three. Why does it take them 15 minutes to give Alex Rogan the universal translator once he arrives on Rylos? <laughs> the poor guy's wandering through the, 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 the entire moon base, and everyone's going, Keta <laughs> Keta, and they're like, snap this stupid universal translator onto his damn Dude, lapel. maybe they're understaffed. Uh, they're not understaffed. We're all watching Larry David in the other room. <laughs> that drives me crazy.
2: Well, it did drive you crazy. You were nuts. You were like stopping and rewinding. Look at it's this. Like, it's
1: a gibberish language. You could save myself the aggravation and give him the damn translator. Dude,
2: you're not a Rylos.
1: <laughs> I'm not Alex Rogan.
2: <laughs> all right. What's your next scribe? Number two.
1: Back on the universal translator again. <laughs> How come <laughs> once he has it, everyone either speaks in an English accent or a redneck accent? If you're on the ground crew, it's suddenly, reach beneath your seat, you will find a manual for your gun star. <laughs> or if you're an officer, you, you, sound like, uh, you sound like a German in World War II movies.
2: It was, it was a whimsical touch. It was a whimsical touch by the filmmakers. It's kind of funny. I'm sure there's this, it's Southern Rylos. They're from Southern <laughs> Rylos. Right. Yeah, you were furious about that, too. All right, but this, this last one, what is your number one gripe about The Last Starfighter? Number
1: one. How in the hell can (laughs) Zor's hologram actually see people? (laughs) Uh,
2: yeah. So so the the, the villain shows up in hologram hologram fashion like in Star Wars and stuff like that. And he's looking around. He's being very menacing and he can see people. But you're saying that (laughs) obviously hologram technology is not that advanced yet.
1: Certainly not in, as conceived in 1984. <laughs> oh, it drives me crazy. Oh, my head hurts. My head hurts. Now, and yet
2: you still love the movie. You know what? You need to calm down, and we got to do a little thing called The
1: Segments. Ah, by the sound of the tone, it must be time for Reader mail. Yes,
2: it is. You're correct.
1: And lately... Um... How's the mail been? better you know everyone's kind of moved on
2: yes you haven't even mentioned your uh ex paramore
1: and um so i think she comes up in one of these emails but that's about it the um people have moved on uh, and you've
2: moved on my friend this is a busy weekend for you isn't yeah. it how many dates tell them tell the peeps
1: two two days i don't want to call them dates
2: yeah just get to know you get to know my wiener oh i didn't say that yeah. that's terrible. no they're just they're just yes they're get, delightful young lasses just
1: just meeting people just getting out, getting out of the lair. Uh, last weekend, I was in New Orleans.
2: What did I say to you? What do I always say? You, you recycle too much. I want you to go out there and have fresh adventures, fresh romance. Find yourself a Catherine Mary Stort. Ugh.
1: Can't, Ugh. can't I recycle recycled? Do your Greg Foreman? laugh? Do your Greg laugh? <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: really good. That's really good. First of all, I want to apologize, Stephen Q. Spears. Uh, I'm a little under the weather. As you know, you sit next to me. And so I'm a little snotty.
1: Yeah, I've noticed that. A little coldy. You're getting better, though. Imagine you. I still got liquor in me from New Orleans last weekend. Oh, still yeah, coming out of my system. New Orleans. My You're mate. killing it lately. That b- mega birthday trip I did. Ugh.
2: Do you have one of those grenades they call? No,
1: it? man. I stay far, far oh, away man, from those things. Did
2: you go to Pat O'Brien's, have like a hurricane.
1: No, I stuck with the uh, whiskey and diet You went Coke. to the
2: Three Legged Dog though, didn't you? I
1: did go to the Three Legged Dog. God, what a great trip. If you
2: live in New Orleans or you go to New Orleans, go to a, a little uh, pubbery. Called the three legged dog and sign the picture.
1: Yeah, it's on Conti Street. Sign the Burgundy, picture of the three legged
2: dog. I think you'll be surprised whose,
1: whose signatures. names you'll yeah, see. Yeah. You'll Go look in the back.
2: Anyway, are you ready, Mr. Spears? Fire away. For the letters. Indeed. Letter number one is from our old friend Dan Vay, who's not too friendly in this. Mm-mm. Hi, Steve, Kathy, and Sean. I guess I could try and feign hatred towards you guys, but since I am hopelessly stuck in the 80s, what would be the point? So I guess I'll have to settle for fake outrage, so here goes. Are you fucking insane? Maybe you guys should go back and repeat the name of your last podcast over and over and over again in your heads until one word sinks in. Horrible hits of 1984. Horrible. Am I making myself clear, McFlies? I was prepared to give you a pass on Huey Lewis's Heart of Rock and Roll being on the list given that it was Kathy who admitted to putting it on there. But then the two of you chime in with it isn't that good of a song. Are you insane? Even after I went on the Stuck in the 80s blog comments page and told everyone there was no way Huey was even in contention for the list? I believe it was either Abraham Lincoln or Gertwood Smith in Dead Poet Society who said you made a liar out of me, Neil. That's pretty funny. Okay, I'm breathing now. Focus on coming back. Rationality setting in. Listen, I challenge both of you and Kathy to this simple test, and there is no other option. You play two songs at once, and just see which one causes you to lunge for the stop button first. The heart of rock and roll, or... Self-Control by Laura Branigan.
1: Ooh, that's a good one.
2: Breaking My Stride. It's called Break My Stride by Matthew Wilder.
1: Yeah, it was on our one-hit wonder show.
2: Yeah, that's, that song sucks. To All the Girls I've Loved Before.
1: People love Willie that song. Willie
2: Nelson Julio. Yeah, who doesn't want to hang out with Willie and Julio? Uh, Running With the Night, Lionel Richie. Running With the Night. I like that song. Yeah, me too. And Church of the Poison Mind, Culture Club. That's not their worst song. How's that go? Church of the Poison not Something like that, yeah. Sounds like a- Seriously, if the three of you can honestly say these are better, more listenable songs than Heart of Rock and Roll, we may have to have words. This coming from a diehard Huey fan who knows when he makes a stinker of a song. Yours truly, ensconced in an earlier decade, Dan Vay.
1: Wow, that's It's a bitter. lot of
2: invective, yeah. A lot of invective. It's kind of hard Dan- to read with my cold, I kind of thought Dan
1: was a friend and this... Oh, Dan. They. Dan, what, what have we done to you, Dan? Uh, Seriously, the, I mean, yeah. Harder uh, Rock and Roll, that's where he's going to draw the line. I know. So many other places.
2: You know what? Our shows speak for themselves.
1: There'll be no retraction.
2: No, not at all. None. Harder Rock and Roll, horrible hit of 1984. Sorry, Bay. Our next letter is from Amy at Apple in Austin, Texas. Are you ready, Steve? Go for it. Hello, Kathy and company. Woo! Mmm. Wow, everyone's always trying to piss us off.
1: Why are they trying to get on Kathy's good side? That's what I want to know.
2: Oh, where is Kathy? Oh, that's right. She's not here. Yeah. Yeah, take it. (laughs) Hello, Kathy and company. I'm totally addicted to your podcast. And yes, all women are in love with James Spader. If they aren't, they are either gay or lying.
1: Good (laughs) lord. She just hits you right off the bat. Boom.
2: I'm not sad to say I'm kind of glad Vegas Girlfriend is gone. And will no longer hurt my ears with her guest appearances. Whoa! Sorry. She has a very deep voice. I always thought she sounded like a uh, tranny. (laughs) But in a nice (laughs) way. Thank you. That helps a lot. In in a nice way. Uh, And I'm glad Kathy is back, even if for a short time. I have to admit, I googled baloney boat and was rather surprised and disturbed that results actually generated, because that means it actually exists. Keep up the good work. Y'all are one of the joys of my job. Amy at Apple in Austin, Texas.
1: That's a fun letter.
2: She's not a big fan of the Vegas ex-girlfriend.
1: We got a lot of hate mail.
2: I mean, uh, did you? A lot of people say.
1: A lot of people. I mean, I, I, you know, I didn't choose to read most of those on the on the air, but I mean, a lot of people really kind of sound off, and you know. Well, they love some, you, and they. And they don't had to there's her. a lot of choice words. So if her intention was to alienate herself from the entire eighties oh. nation, oh congratulations, mission accomplished.
2: Letter number three. Are you ready? Yep. This is from Lauren Day. I'm not sure where she's from. Probably wise not telling us. <laughs> Dear Stephen Spears and no one else. That's not nice. Why would you even say that? No. It says, hey, guys. Well, I'm still working on catching up on episodes, but I do have to mention your best episode that I've listened to so far is your show on Weird Science. Hey!
1: Oh, Hey. You know, that show, we, we, I mean, we, we were halfway through it. We knew it was so bad that we haven't done another show on just one movie until today. And I hope we'll feel a lot better about this one more time. You
2: done. know what? I love that. I, you know, I'm, I'm so excited by this letter that it makes me want to share a drink with my old girlfriend, Natalie Diffenbaugh. Drink,
0: drink, drink. Two eyes are not bright, as stars
1: Oh, thank God, because yes. I needed a drink.
0: Yeah, that was good.
2: Anyway, uh, Lauren continues. Yes, that's right, The Weird Science Show. After listening to you guys talk about it, I went out and bought it. I just wanted to thank you guys for introducing me to a fantastic film. I really enjoyed it and listening to your show on it. Once again, you guys are fantastic. I love your show. It makes my car trips fly by. I can't wait to listen to the next episode. Congrats, Sean and that other guy.
1: No, I'm just kidding, Steve. I love you. Lauren Day. No, I don't do well with women named Lauren, as we all know. Oh, uh, that's not true. <laughs> so,
2: Lauren Day, thank you. Yeah. It's yeah. a beautiful one. The Keep... Weird Science Show. I swear that's a pretty good show.
1: You know, there's a lot of ways to talk to us. Um, you can always send the emails in, and we're happy to read them on Reader Mailbag. We, um, there's a Facebook group that you can uh, go to. Both Sean and I have Facebook pages that you're welcome to friend us at. Yes, I got. On Facebook. I got a really nice uh, message um, a couple days ago. From someone in Australia who, who talked about the breakup episode and the effect it had on his life, and that he went and had a long conversation with his wife afterwards. Just they, to
2: make sure everything
1: was cool. Yeah, just to make sure that they were both on the same page with everything. Wow. And I mean, I got to tell you, and I, I, I chose not to read online because it seemed like it was a, you know, sure. it, was a, it was real touching. And I, I don't really want to go back to a dark place right now. But, um, uh, you know, we get messages there all the time. Uh, Carol Jansen. Is always really she's always messaging both of you us. You know
2: what? She used to message me. Then all of a sudden, you swooped in and no, seduced her. I have no got a, a letter from her. Like, there's no seducing. Yes, you see, that's what you do. I don't do anything. Yeah. C block, we'll call it. I respect for our younger
1: listeners. Yeah, whatever. That,
2: that's what you do. But we when love it. When you find out that somebody is a no, member of the Sean Daly totally fan club, true. you come and steal away and say like Sean molests collies or something like that, <laughs> and then they, I never hear from him again. True. Yeah. Don't don't even give me that some little oh I'm so innocent look.
1: That hurts. But anyway, there's we do have Facebook pages. Friend us there. We S E
2: A N D A L Y. Right, not D-A-I-L-Y.
1: And uh, we're both on Twitter. You can yes. find our Twitter links there. And then
2: Suck in the Eighties has a Twitter account yeah. and a Facebook account. So I mean
1: you can you can reach us any one of a hundred different ways. You can pick the phone. You call. can call Steve at home. Yeah, because I won't be doing anything.
2: Yeah. Just, oh yeah, I'm not doing anything because I'm going out on dates all weekend. Shut up. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you and your awesome life. <laughs> Why don't you come over and babysit my 18 kids, huh? Uh... Have
1: fun the
2: movies with Carol Jansen. This is crap. You know I quit. I'm glad I'm not going to be here for next week's show. Musicians who became actors. Woo! Yeah. Oh, that's going to be an award winner.
1: You know what? Centauri I'm would
2: shine your trophy with my ass.
1: You know what? Centauri would say to you.
2: Oh, yeah. Thank you. I needed that.
1: What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for Mystery Movie Moment. Hey, it's time where I play a segment of a movie from the 80s, and if you can get it right... I have been, like, spot on lately with sending out the Funyuns. You have. And the autographed uh, movie posters.
2: I'm signing stuff, too. Thanks for letting me sign, Steve.
1: I sent a, a very special copy of a Pet Shop Boys DVD to my friend Michelle Cunningham up in... up uh, with another,
2: more- another listener you stole from me. Not true. Oh, totally true. Michelle was wearing Sean Daly shirts, <sighs> buying all my merchandise, going to my theme parks, and then you come in. She's all about Spears. I'm all like, now.
1: what am I, in the Walmart of this podcast? <laughs> oh, I come you know in, I'll I will tell you what, I I'm, stamp Target,
2: out. I'm Target, and you're Walmart.
1: That's not nice. <laughs> if anything, you probably shop at Walmart with your 20 kids. I'm the one who shops at Target, because I'm more hip.
2: Oh, yeah, Plus, all right, it's closer to where Isaac I live. Mizrahi.
1: Yeah, whatever. Just
2: play your stupid mystery movie moments. Okay, stop banging on the guy. I can't wait to hear uh, all the people who won this one, because you're so in tune with our listeners. Go
1: ahead. Pay attention. Here was the last show's mystery clip.
0: Don't you feel something? Yeah, jet lag.
1: (laughs) Of course, that's a clip from... I'm not telling you because nobody got it right. Nobody. How hard is this, guys? This is actually a movie we talked about in a podcast last summer. I don't want to give too much away, but just go back and listen to some summer podcasts from last year and give it another shot. Once again, here's this week's mystery movie clip.
0: Don't you feel something? Yeah, jet lag.
1: (laughs) Come on, I know you can do it. If you know it, email us at stuckiniesattempeh.com because I'm overdue in calling somebody a wiener. Oh, the mystical refrain that is named that 80s tune. Hey, it's time where we play a snippet of a song from the 80s, and if you can get it right. Oh, man, what do we got besides the Funyuns and the movie posters? Do we have anything else? Dude, we
2: have like five billion bags of Funyuns.
1: Yeah, we should just be giving those out. Come
2: on, I got an itchy Sharpie, baby. Let me sign some stuff.
1: Yeah, Mike Tartar's getting his bag. I we, love how you have signed. me
2: sign. Like, you'll have St- Steve Spears and, like, 50 font. And that's then you totally not a true. You me a corner of a freaking bag you son or postcard. Son of a bitch. No, you leave me a corner of a bagger postcard.
1: No, 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 no. Sean Bullshit. Be. Sean Bullshit. I came up with my full no. name. This is ridiculous. You, no,
2: because you see, you, you are C-
1: blocking me no. so bad this <laughs> well, that's week. That's not even true. That's even true. It's like, Oh, this happens every time this happens all that happens for the next two weeks is we get emails saying you do only... call it the Carol Janssen effect baby call it what it is every time this happens after this I get like 30 emails from people saying I only listen to the podcast because of Sean because you've made him think that I'm some sort of like two-faced villain now apologize I'm not
2: F you I'm not apologizing to anybody read your stupid next uh, clip or whatever it is
1: pay attention here was last week's mystery clip all the Yeah, that's a dead milkman with the thing that only eats hippies. Nobody won this either, Steve. People got this one. People are in tune with my musical taste. You probably never even heard of these guys. Oh, you're such a dildo.
2: All right. This week's winners were Tim Alexander, Steve F. of Lake Ridge, Virginia.
1: You know what F stands for? No. Fuck you, Sean
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, Amy at Apple, Jeff Young of Burnsville, Minnesota. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> God damn, you have me all flustered. Amy and Apple, Jeff Young of Burnsville, Minnesota, Diane Parapetti, and Nathan Wind.
1: Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. Okay, jackass. To oh, take a one shot. Of my
2: favorites. It's a great ballad called Steve Spears is a big giant <laughs> face.
1: <laughs> <sighs> the show has been saved again by our mutual hatred for each other. If you know it, email us at stuckinthe80s at tempabay.com. Because I'm dying to say one more time, I hate you f***ing Sean Daly. (laughs) Hey, Stuck in the 80s crew, this is Tor from Rotor Park, California. Steve.
2: Look, son, life isn't a, a problem to be solved, it's a mystery to be lived. Sean Daly.
0: Come to me, my big burrito.
2: Kathy Waz.
0: I'm perfect, but nobody
1: in this shithole gets me because I don't put out.
2: Welcome back. Couple of podcast ideas for you. How about best guitar riffs of the 80s? All right. Maybe it's not worth the whole podcast. How about Lost Movie Gems of the 80s?
0: Can you hammer a six-inch bike through a board with your penis? He's got an attitude. no bike riding blood camp. Well, I was just sort of hoping I could take a quick ride through history. I'm
1: a waste of time, don't call me. I'm a waste of time, don't ask me. I'm a waste of time, don't touch me. How's
2: about I just shut up and let you do what you do a whole lot better than I attempt to do? And I'll remain here, stuck in the 80s.
1: Poor Hanson is a golden god. That's the best fan greeting we've ever gotten.
2: Yeah, it is. He produced the hell out of
1: it. Yeah, he spent more time on that than I spent cleaning up your reader mailbag yeah, snafus. Oh, wow. I have a cold, all right? Yeah. I didn't have to do this damn show this week. I know. I appreciate you being here. I really do. Oh, I no. Mean, the- if I can oh, slip yeah, back. This is
2: classic Spears. Now you're getting all earnest now? No,
1: seriously. You know, I mean, I mean, it's no secret that, you know, I mean, Stuck in the 80s is, is more than just like a little oh, sh- Stick for me it's it is you know i am stuck in the 80s and if i can't talk about it for an hour a week ah, i don't know who i am anymore uh, you're a charmed man steve spears nice thank you quoting planes trains and automobiles, bastard
2: okay so back to the last starfighter a little it's odds and ends i like to call this part of the show odds and ends the thing i love about this podcast and this movie is that it, it gave me ideas for like 25 new podcasts.
1: Just 25 more than you've ever come up with. <laughs>
2: here's, here's three of them. All right. So we have the Catherine Mary Stort Factor, and she is going to do – we're going to have the Girls Next Door of the 80s. Oh,
1: that's a good one. But if we get an interview for that, who would you want it to be? Would you want it to be Catherine, Ooh. or would you want Ooh. Annabeth <laughs> Gish, Jennifer Jason Lee? Would <laughs> Jennifer Jason Lee make the list?
2: Yeah, I think would she? I yeah. don't know. Let the let the people decide. Jennifer Jason Leigh. If yeah, gonna, if
1: we do a, she's the
2: girl next door who puts out in the pool
1: house. I know. If if we do a podcast on the girls next door, who do you want us to go after for an interview? And now be realistic, because some of these people are now let's are let, not easy to let's reach. Let's set the parameters here. The
2: girls girl next door. I mean, you said Deborah Foreman, even though she's a close personal friend of yours, yeah. about to get closer. Yeah um but I th- i'd say she's too hot maybe girl next door. yeah maybe. she's
1: she's you're right you're right because she was the prom queen so that, this is someone who's probably not the prom queen
2: not the cheerleader you no. know not the prom queen
1: she might have been like the secretary of the senior class but not not the vice maybe. president.
2: oh daphne zuniga
1: daphne zuniga is a perfect pick
2: thank you and the sure thing so sure thing get or even
1: Envision quest she's in vision quest remember?
2: yes yes Oh, yeah, she plays the, um, what's the article she's doing in the paper? No,
1: she's so, she, they get punished because she punches, uh, She publishes Loudon's piece on the clitoris. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay.
2: Um, another. Here's another great show. People are going to be like, oh, man, Daly's on fire. Annoying siblings of the 80s.
1: Wow. Because
2: in Last Starter Fire, we have Lewis. Right. Alex Rogan's brother, Lewis, who looks at Playboys. Yeah. You know, what does he say? Come to me, baby, or something. And he's shooting people.
1: God damn!
2: <laughs> he's shooting. I'm sick. I'm dying. And he's shooting people. And he's an annoying little
1: uh, punk. What other movies have annoying siblings though?
2: Can't Buy Me Love.
1: Yeah, the African anteater dance. Can't Buy
2: Me Love. The- Seth yeah. Green. Uh, other annoying siblings. Uh, Spicoli's brother. Yeah. Spicoli's brother. Dad says you has anno-
1: to get out of bed now. Yeah, come on. Ah, uh, annoying siblings. Boy, there's got to be more. Oh well,
2: there's uh, Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck.
1: Oh yeah, um, even in Valley Girl, um, uh, not not Deborah Foreman. Do you watch
2: any other movie?
1: Jeez. You know, I've probably seen that movie five times in the last month.
2: I bet you have. Anyway, do you like that show idea? I Annoying like that show siblings. idea. I think
1: I think it'll be a short show, but I think we can get it out
2: again. it to be a short show. It's going to be a long. And again, I asked show. I
1: asked the fans who would you want us to interview if we do that show?
2: Annoying siblings, awesome podcast gold.
1: Yeah, what else?
2: Uh. Third one's kind of nerdy. It's, it'd be very symphonic. Best scores, oh. best scores of the '80s. Because
1: Last Starfighter <laughs> has one of the best. <laughs> play it
2: again. Play it again.
1: That is a pretty good score. All right. Yeah. All right. Best scores. Now don't you actually own this?
2: I do. And I own the novelization of the Last Starfighter by Alan Dean Foster. Brilliant you- prose. <laughs> I wish I couldn't find it, though. I was, like, tearing my house apart trying when to find that. When,
1: when Grig speaks <laughs> in the printed word, does it, is it, does it mean more to tears? It's in Southern.
2: It's in Southern. He's got a Southern accent on Grig is a Southern lizard? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just trying to anger you.
1: <sighs> yeah, score. But where, where, where do you think? Just off the top of your head, where does The Last Starfighter rank? Top five, top ten? Uh, are 10? we doing
2: sci-fi scores or Not like Any scores. All
1: scores. Of the 80s? Wow. There's. I mean... Put, uh, just, I mean, just, just spitball off the top of your head. does is... I mean, we spitballing here, Spearsy? We're just spitballing? Yeah. Just I'm going we're... to put it 9th. 9th.
2: 9th. Yeah, you got all that John Williams stuff, man. It's oh. hard to beat.
1: This, there's something special about Last Starfighter, though.
2: All right, I'm going to throw it back on you, and this is huge. Okay. I'm putting you on the spot as 80s guy. Where does Last Starfighter rank among 80s sci-fi movies? Ooh. Better than Jedi? Better than Ice Pirates. It's
1: better than Ice Pirates. Better than
2: Aliens.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wow, really? I'll tell you what I put it behind though. Um, Empire. Empire is better than Jedi, obviously.
2: Yeah, Empire is better than Star Wars, dude. Blade
1: Runner probably is my number oh, one pick. No
2: kidding. Blade Runner.
1: Down.
2: Maybe- How about Outland? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen that with Shot? Adventures in the
1: Forbidden Zone. Have
2: you ever seen Outland?
1: that has been a long time. Dude, we got
2: to do an Outland show. Yeah, great. The be... Worst ratings. What, it'll go Wopat, <laughs> <laughs> Molly Ringwald, Yeah.
1: Um, God. Blade Runner 1. Wrath of Khan is up there, obviously. Um, Give us a little Khan real quick. Cook, my old friend, you're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Best
2: thing about you, I'm telling you.
1: God, uh, I think everything you know falls... You on your
2: dates this weekend? Stick they're not mainly. Dates. They're
1: They're... On your get-togethers this week, stick mainly,
2: stick mainly to football referee rules (laughs) and sci-fi knowledge, and you'll knock them dead, baby. Yeah,
1: I'll never get laid again ever.
2: Daily rules.
1: Uh, And play Asia whenever possible. (laughs) Play side (laughs) two of Asia Alpha. Let's
2: see your (laughs) Asia poster.
1: I don't have an Asia poster, but I'm gonna buy one just for you, big guy. I
2: love it. Sign, sign it. I mean, and Once you sign it, and then leave a little uh, space for you of to it. sign.
1: So, have we made our case for for Last Starfighter? Do you think people buy into our love of it?
2: We got about a hundred thousand people listening to this show, and I guarantee at least we had hundred thousand <laughs> them are
1: still, are still here. listening.
2: I might go out and rent this. Go rent the Last Starfighter. I'm not a sci-fi guy, and I love it. Steve's a sci-fi nerd, and he loves it. Uh, it's it's got the Stuck in the 80's stamp of approval, baby. It
1: does. So, on behalf of myself, Sean Daly, Zor centauri alex rogan we leave you here firmly stuck in the 80s stuck
2: in the 80s is produced by the st petersburg times and tampabay.com special thanks to
1: check battery daily for providing music for the credits Read the blog at blogs.tampabay.com and remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes.